Good morning, One Hope. It's February 23rd, 2024. Our passage for today is Jeremiah chapter 17, verses 1 to 18. Jeremiah in chapter 17 talks about Judah's sin, but he doesn't talk about the acts of sin they have com committed. What he talks about is the root of their sin. Verse 1, Judah's sin is engraved with an iron tool, inscribed with a flint point on the tablets of their hearts and on the horns of their altars. On the horns of their altars, how their sin is engraved on it, that's talking about their idolatry. But he goes deeper than that and says, Judah's sin is engraved on the tablets of their hearts. He doesn't just talk about sin, but he talks about their sinfulness. And that sinfulness is always present, engraved on the tablets of their hearts. That's what it means. Cannot erase it. It's there in their heart. This is not merely acts that they have committed, but it's that sinfulness that exists, which is the possibility of sin that's in them. The possibility of sin that can come out anytime that's also in us and on the tablets of our hearts. That's what Jeremiah is talking about. It's not merely that, the Jew, that Judah and we commit sin, but that sinfulness, that possibility again, is always in us. I have noticed that over the years, uh, sorry, I have noticed that if sin is merely what I shouldn't do. I have noticed in recent years that I'm doing less and less of those things. I don't live out there in the world like most of you do, so I don't struggle with the kind of temptation you perhaps may face. And One Hope has been a great church, full of good people of God, so there's been little opportunity to fall into temptation in terms of whatever, um, uh, um, I don't know, um, feelings of sinfulness, I suppose. Um, there's been very little, hardly any of that because of good people, godly people in our church. But I say this to not say that I'm all that. What I want to say is that, well, that doesn't mean that sinfulness has disappeared. In fact, now that I'm struggling less and less with some of the other temptations that I struggled with when I was younger, what I'm seeing more and more is that this sinfulness is how deep this sinfulness is. That utter sinfulness that's in me, I see it there, and I see that it can come out any time, that there's that possibility of sin in me all the time, always because of my sinfulness that's in me. And that's what I see more and more, and that's what I struggle with and think about and reflect on more because I'm doing less and less of the external things that might be considered sin. So Jeremiah goes on and builds on this, and he says, that there are always two possibilities in us. The first possibility is to live according to our sinfulness 
he calls it flesh, our sinful nature. Verse 5, curse is the one who trusts in man, who draws strength from mere flesh, and whose hearts turn away from the Lord. That person will be like a bush in the wasteland. They will dwell in the parched places of the desert in a salt land where no one lives. He paints a picture and shows us that if we follow our sinfulness, then this is what will happen. We'll become a wasteland spiritually, emotionally, physically even. But then there's a second possibility for us, and it is to follow the Lord. Verse 7, But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in Him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. That's the second possibility. Yes, we have the sinfulness in us, but those of us who are saved in Jesus Christ, we now have the Holy Spirit in us, and we have the second possibility of following that leading, the leading of the Holy Spirit. If we do, it will lead us to this picture. This picture will become our day, our week, our month, our year, and our life. So there are always two possibilities for us, two paths. Which path? Did you take yesterday? Which path will you take today? Take the right path. But how? Well, in reading these verses, talking about the tree and so on in Jeremiah, this, for some of you, will take you back to a psalm that you know well. What is that psalm? Psalm 1. Blessed is the one who does not walk in the step uh, with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. We have the same picture of someone who chooses the right path of following the Lord. And here it adds one more thing. What does it mean to follow the right path and follow the Lord? Take the word of God and meditate on it, delight in it, and meditate on it day and night. That's what it means to follow the Lord, and choose the second and the right option. But sinfulness is not something we can control or handle on our own. That power is just too great. Given the right time, situation, and context, it may come out in the way in which you're least expected, and it can possibly just take over you. So Jeremiah, fully knowing this, in verse 13 he cries out, Lord, you are the hope of Israel. All who forsake you will be put to shame. Those who turn away from you will be written in the dust because they have forsaken the Lord, the spring of living water. And look at verse 14. Heal me, Lord, and I will be healed. Save me, and I will be saved. For you are the one I praise. Jeremiah realizes 
utterly, utterly. It's not possible to do this on our own. So he calls out to God, heal me, heal me, Lord. Then I will be healed. What is the sin from which you need to be healed that you're still fighting against, but you're struggling, you're being defeated at us too often? And, and whatever that, that sin you're fighting against, come before the Lord and cry out to him, Ask him to heal you. He is the one that can heal you. We cannot do it on just on our own power and strength. So our takeaway for today is this. Cling unto the Lord. We can't do it on our own. It's not about transforming ourselves, but it's about being transformed by the power and the renewing work of God. So don't just strive but seek the one who will and can lead you to change. Don't give up your fight against sin, but go deeper. Look into your heart. Search what's in your heart and wrestle with that sinfulness that is in you and cling unto the Lord. Ask God to heal you. Ask God to restore you, help you. Ask God to be renewed and changed. He is the one that will heal us and save us. In Jesus' name, amen.